Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 365 of Pixels and Ink, the official podcast of CG Magazine, where we discuss the latest in comics, gaming, and all things geek, really. Uh, I am your host today, Chris DeHoog, and uh, I'm joined by a panel of uh, experts and wonderful people, starting with our editor-in-chief, Brendan Fry. Hello there. We also have the... I'm, I'm going to borrow your uh, your 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 phrase here. The uh, always wonderful. Oh, sorry, this is Biordi's phrase. The always wonderful uh, Dana Eileen. That's me. And uh, this week we're also joined uh, live via satellite by uh, Ed- Edward Grafton. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Joined. Uh, I'm joining from Scotland. So happy to be here. Happy to Ooh. have you. Nice to have you back. Uh, so yeah, we got a lot to talk about actually this week. Um, <laughs> couple big bombshells starting with uh apple and fortnite and apple uh, sorry apple and epic are still squabbling uh apple has refused no. to reinstate epic's uh developer account with them uh, meaning that basically everything epic games has developed is currently barred from apple's platforms yeah okay. i i so this kind of came out yesterday after like Tim Sweeney tweeted it out, and then uh, Jason Schreier retweeted it. I have less sympathy for Epic, because uh, through this entire lawsuit, Tim Sweeney is talking about how they're hard done by, and then in, through the court case, they're talking about how they've earned, like, per quarter, like, $600 million through iOS. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel that bad for you. Like, that's not bad. And then they're talking about how uh, they are now complying, so Apple should just kind of let them do their thing, but they still didn't. And the courts even said that Apple, they did violate Apple, so Apple can do what they want. So Apple is. Yeah. Dun dun. That's all I got. Which is, <laughs> which is anyway, a, a massive blow to, to Epic, especially because yeah. Fortnite is, is not going to be on the App Store. And we assume Google to do the same? Um... With this ruling, Google could do the same. Yeah. I mean, this ruling is also going to mean that Google is going to have to allow... Well, that Google kind of already does allow third-party app stores. You already do, can go through... Uh, like, you can install... Uh, there's so many third-party app stores on uh, Android. In fact, Epic has its app store on Android. So even if Google takes it off the Play Store, they probably won't, only because Epic has their own store on Android phones. So you don't really need to go through Google. Hmm. Dun, dun. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, like you can I download love the being Epic. Sneaky. <laughs> well, I mean, on their site they say you can go through the Apple Game Store and put it, download it onto Google Play because they actually made a deal with Google to try to change the rules of what they would pay because they didn't want to pay Google. So they uh, they have preferential rates anyways on Google, and they still don't want to pay that. I'm looking on the Play Store. I cannot download the Epic Games. Uh, there's no app for it. I don't think. Maybe you can maybe you can put it on on your Android phone in a different way, but definitely not through Google Play itself. Can you sideload it? Maybe, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Which would make sense because you can sideload most mostly anything you want on on Android. What's kind of curious here true. too is that like if Epic's developer program account is is blocked, like does that include everything they publish then? Because that's where it starts to get interesting because they yeah. have recently acquired quite a few things. Yeah, Fortnite is still obviously not on Google. The Epic Games Store is not on Google. At least not a Google Play. I did kind of enjoy the uh, the legal letter that uh, Tim Sweeney tweeted um, that he received from Apple's lawyers. Uh, in light of this and other statements since the court's decision, coupled with Epic's duplicitous conduct in the past, <laughs> like that's legalese for you've been trying to play us, so we're going to shut you down. <laughs> yeah, yep. You were mean to us. So no more. <laughs> so take your toys and go home. <laughs> you can't play with us. Yes, you're not invited right, rightfully to the so, sandbox. Though. That's just a weird. Okay, yeah. Kind of so so here we go. Yeah. So if you go on the Epic website, you can download the APK, which is a Fortnite installer, and then you get Fortnite in the store on your phone. Yeah. But you you do have to go on the website. It's not directly to Google Play. Weird. Weird workaround. Yeah. But yeah, it is, it is all kind of shady on all those fronts. Definitely a blow to uh, Fortnite revenues. Although I'm kind of curious to see like what kind of how many players they had before the takedown. Like how many, how, like what percentage of Fortnite players were playing mm-hmm. on Apple devices? I mean, as I said, they were earning. I think it was per quarter about six hundred million dollars on Apple. Yeah, <laughs> Apple alone. Wow. Yeah. And so, 
the judge made two interesting points. First of which, like uh, it mentioned that like fifty-seven or fifty-six percent of like all of Apple Store revenue comes from games, which is insane. Mm-hmm. But also, secondly, that um, what was it? I think they mentioned that um, Epic had no Apple had. No, Epic had nine different other ways of monetizing Fortnite outside of the Apple Store. Okay. So they are already monetizing it on various platforms, so they don't actually need it in that sense. Right. So they literally could just have you play on Apple and then have you um, like down buy skins or whatever via like the PC or something like that. They could have done. Right. That. That's 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 kind of what what the judge meant because like you can play you can play it on PlayStation, you can play it on Steam. It's the same account because it links and you have yeah. everything available. So it's not really incredibly imperative, even though obviously mobile is trending and is in vogue and makes but, money. But even still, Epic not being able to use the App Store at all is a big blow. It is a big blow, yeah. Yeah, and, and where they could have compromised and you know done that work around, like, oh, buy your skins on another platform, bring them, play on this device. They're yeah, not going skin... to because there's too much ego in the game at this point. Yeah. And I think uh, Tim Cook and everyone at Apple's legal was like, nah, you shady. Uh, Something else interesting from the same uh, uh, ruling is that like the judge really didn't care about Epic's metaverse. Like they really tried to like patent it from what I remember. They really tried to like push it. And then the judge was like, nah, this is just bullcrap. Yeah. (laughs) I, I would have loved to have been inside the judge's head during this whole trial because like by the by the outcome it was like you're both just squabbling children like you're both in the wrong here like just both you get out of my court you're not like but uh yeah. speaking of shady business uh we have our weekly updates on the activision blizzard uh scandals it keeps which, getting uh, it keeps getting messy i don't it keeps getting I'm messy getting but... messy it's getting messy guys <laughs> we're almost there I was, I was gonna say like we're almost kind of through the muck though because uh there's been subpoenas issued for communications mm-hmm. include bobby kotick mm-hmm. which i think is where things will get really interesting uh, well it's, I, from what i'm understanding there it's investors and the s securities commission is like hey you knew this stuff was going on and you didn't tell investors and that means that the stock price shouldn't be where it was so yeah answer for that and that's causing a lot of people to be it's crazy that it involves it takes investors thinking they've lost money for bobby kotick and such to actually start facing problems yeah that's, that's pretty typical though right like it's like that's the only thing that really motivates them it seems is, is the is the bottom line but uh, it's 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 good to see Kata getting like roped into though because he's managed to keep his nose fairly clean through all this. Everyone else mm-hmm. is falling on grenades, and he's just you know staying up in the ivory tower untouched. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to see something happening to him, but I'm really kind of not really drinking the Kool Aid that uh, things are getting better over there. I think it's 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 still a mess over at Epic. Uh, sorry, well. Over at uh, Activision, any company, any company, yeah, I mean, both, really. everywhere. <laughs> Things are uh, messy. Yeah. We'll stop. I don't, also don't think the the moves they're making are really major moves yet. I think there's a lot mm. of they are very much symbolic. I mean, the big moves for people that don't necessarily the people that are getting fired are getting fired. The people that are uh, trying to get put into charge are putting put into charge put in charge. But if the the core of the company is rotten and Bobby Kotick is letting this stuff go on because it means he needs money. Nothing they do will change that until the head of the snake is cut cut away, right? Mm-hmm. Not that I think he's the worst person ever, or have any opinion on one one way or another. But if he if he let this stuff go on and he knew it was happening, he is the root of the issue because he is the head of the company. I mean, yeah, no dice. Yeah, no dice at all. <laughs> so not overly thrilled with uh, Bobby Kotick or much of what's going on here but i do think that at very least things are starting to happen and that could mean that things get better maybe happy people are paying attention yeah so there's that at least yeah or just having that scrutiny again like on the head of the snake too is like well that can bring some things to light that move things forward maybe yeah we'll see i'm i'm skeptical but we will see yeah, it's the spotlight's moving in the right direction, I think. But uh, yeah. 
speaking of heads, actually, uh, and it, and Activision Blizzard, uh, Chaco Sonny, who is the, uh, or Sonny, I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, yeah. uh, the development head of Overwatch 2 and executive producer for the series has mm-hmm. left Activision Blizzard. Uh, some emails came out from internally, and uh, yeah, he stepped down. Now, apparently, there is no mention made of the lawsuits or investigations, uh, but can't imagine that's totally separated from that, right? Right. Um, yeah, it's hard to say what's going on with that because I do think that this is a major step that if head of legal is leaving, it means that they know more about what's going on than we do. And usually you try to jump ship if you know this is a losing battle. But then again, they could have also been like, got a better offer. Just don't like the situation. It could be anything. But right now it's kind of messy. Yeah, it can't be a good environment to be at. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that anyways. Between the allegations and all the heat that's going on now because of those allegations, yeah, it can't be a very positive workspace. So I, I assume any offers are very tempting. Um, plus, they, they mentioned uh, in the statement that uh, uh, Overwatch 2 is making excellent progress and uh, they'll be showing more at the League Grand Finals, which are actually happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so that's too I was just about to say, yeah, reviews for Diablo came just came out. How did and the reviews also... come out? The game just launched today. Yeah, there, there's some reviews up, at least first impressions. Oh, yeah, okay. there's an, 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 an NME yeah. an, an review I'm, I'm reading right now. Wow. It just came out. Uh, and yeah, and that's interesting as well in the light of like the Diablo director saying that fans should do what they feel right in mm-hmm. light of like buying the game. Which is an interesting take. That's a, that's definitely a strong <laughs> a strong message to send without saying very strong words. Um, yeah, like that kind of acknowledgement is kind of is kind of rare from from them mm-hmm. recently. So. Very much so. Yeah, I, I can't imagine there's too many uh, review codes sent out. I imagine they're not happy with most uh, game journalists. So they probably... review codes for Diablo. Um, we we are reviewing the game, so we will have a review up soon. Mm. Yeah, something like that. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's the date. You're, you're, Soon o'clock. <laughs> you're, you're a big Diablo fan, Brynn. Like, are you still excited for this? Or have you lost? I don't know. A lot of what's going on. A lot of what's going on really definitely has tainted things in my view of uh, the studio. Um, but then again, I don't. Like, kind of boycotting does definitely hurt the people that do work in these games. There's a lot of people that work in these games that were the victims. So. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say where to draw the line because these people put their blood, sweat, and tears into these games. Yes, the head of the companies are horrible. Yes, some of the people in the studios were being horrible human beings, but they might have spent countless nights, countless days, and they're very proud of their work, even if they're at a company they don't necessarily love. So it's really hard to figure out where to boycott, what to boycott, because... That's what we were talking about the other day, though. Like, okay, boycott all you want. They might lose a little bit of profits. You know who that hurts? The smaller employees. They downsize. They get less hours. They get less projects. It's it's not the people that are getting a gajillion dollars a year. It's the people that we don't want to hurt. (laughs) Those are the ones we're going to hurt. Yeah, Let's say Diablo sells horribly because no one wants to touch it. The, P, the team that worked in that game get fired. Bobby Kotick doesn't get fired. Uh, the head of the studios won't get fired. They're just like, okay, I guess that t- that team didn't do a good job. We'll just let them go. Yeah. It's, so that's, yeah. It's, it's the really same as like if you boycott a restaurant, It okay, now they're cutting back staff. So you just lost mm-hmm. half their kitchen staff and their waitresses. And mm-hmm. the, the person that's done the damage, <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> they're still going to take home the same amount of money. Yeah, Actually, yeah that's that's almost a good way to look at it too. Is that like if you're boycotting the game because of the executives and they say like, you know, this game didn't perform a lot well. Let's get rid of these people who happen to be some of the people that might be, you know, saying things about us. And that's true. It gives them excuses to get rid of people they might know they might not want to touch otherwise because they're like, oh, it, it's going to look like um, we're just getting rid of whistleblowers. But if they do this, they're like, your game didn't sell. That's at cause. Sorry. Oh, they wouldn't get. They wouldn't get rid of whistleblowers, would they? Never. <laughs> they would get rid of. Oh, don't do that. that. No. <laughs> so it's really hard to say. I do love this. I think the people that worked in the series have done really good things. 
I think they've built a good franchise there. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there were people in the in that process that were horrible people. So it's it's kind of tainted a bit. But I still think the teams that work in those games did a good job. Mm. I'm looking into whether you can still download the original Diablo two. Yeah. On Battle.net. And mm-hmm. it looks like they made it available on the website. So on, on oh, Battle.net, you can you can download it, but not from the client itself. Okay. Because the client itself only lists uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected, I think. Yeah, oh, okay. Diablo 3 and Diablo 2 Resurrected. So they're definitely pushing it. Because with Reforged, the problem was that like they took Warcraft 3 out completely. Right. And so only Reforged, Reforged became the de facto uh, version mm. for Diablo 2. It, it, it seems, at least, there's an installer for it. But interestingly... You won't be able to play it on Mac, even though Diablo 2 came out on Mac. So really, why is that? that way. Resurrected for some reason will not be available on Mac. I don't well, know why. Yeah, it is weird because I remember the first one was that was one of the big Mac titles back in the day. Yeah, supposedly, so, yeah. yeah uh, Resurrected is PC, Xbox, and uh, PlayStation. I mean, I still love the fact that um, Bungie was it Bungie that started making games for Mac, and now they're owned by Microsoft. No, they were owned by Microsoft, and now they're <laughs> yeah. Destiny. It's just so weird to see the company that a lot of these studios that started off being Mac developers have moved away from it. As a side note. Yeah, it's a... And it's to a show little... my age. <laughs> it's a little... 1,000. Uh, how things change over time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one kind of last uh, sketchy legal issue to touch upon. Uh, <laughs> Quantic Dream, speaking of these great studios... Uh, rumor came out this week. Uh, we're still kind of looking into uh, on the possibility of Quantic Dreams doing a Star Wars game. Now, uh, Ed, you were reading in a little more into the legal case that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Do you wanna, can you uh, bring us up to speed on that? Yeah, so the Quantic Dream, uh, there was a lawsuit that uh, went in between Quantic Dream and French media outlets, I think for defamation, I think. No, actually, okay. let, me, let me read exactly. So the lawsuits were filed in 2018 over the coverage of an allegation. Yeah, so um, Content Dream got annoyed at French media outlet Le Monde uh, about how they covered the workplace uh, at Content Dream yeah, yeah. and harassment issues and abuse. And the effort began in September 2017, mm-hmm. but then they couldn't figure out how to coordinate the articles. So... <laughs> So there was a problem in that sense. And then they filed for a lawsuit. They lost a, a lawsuit in 2019. Mm-hmm. But now they also kind of like won and lost again. So it's just stuff from basically 2018, 2017 resurfacing again. Because that's not still not settled yet. That is messy. And like I, I've enjoyed a lot of the things that uh, Quantic Dream have done. I don't necessarily want a Star Wars game from them. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I, I I have missed the boat on their games entirely. Although I have friends who swear mm-hmm. by them and like love them, and I, I they seem like they're really good mechanically. It's just mm-hmm. I don't really want David Cage working on specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he is yeah. uh, some some of the things, some of the statements coming out in that uh, in that case that you mentioned, Ed. Were I don't even really want to repeat them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't I don't really want him touching Star Wars, and it's in a time when Star Wars is trying to. You know, make itself more welcoming to other mm. groups that he has said not such good things about. So, yeah, yeah. he is he's he's a problematic individual to say the least. Mm. But I think beyond the reputation of the studio, a Quantic Dream Star Wars games is exciting because one of the best elements of uh, Detroit Become Human was how how great it looked because it was mm-hmm. in small confi- confined environments and also. It, it did kind of go in interesting ways and they, they did play around with like uh, multiple characters. And so I can see them putting the exact scheme from Detroit, polishing it up and, and just putting it into the Star Wars universe. I don't think they'll do anything original. I think that that will be... That's what I'm nervous about. If Quantic Dream is given Star Wars and, and they say, okay, we're going to build our own characters, our own you know, corner or slice of the right. universe, that's what I'm nervous about. If they're given known characters even like fringe characters i think i'll be i'll be fine with that hopefully okay. yeah i, I mean, mean i, I don't it, know it sounds good game... on, on... Oops, sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say i don't know if the gameplay like their gameplay has always been very simplistic it's very mm-hmm. much a point and click adventure game that's really pretty and when they tried going beyond those boxes and they tried to like do third person action type sequences it has never really worked at mm-hmm. least in the past. So I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to see what they do 
with that going forward. But then again, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I, it's, it's, it's funny you mentioned that too, actually, Brett, because uh, one of Kotaku's uh, sources on this uh, has heard that it will be more of an action-based thing mm-hmm. than quick time event driven. Um, so that's kind of just like the worst case scenario that you just mentioned. Yeah. And also, apparently, multiplayer as well. So they're looking into making an action multiplayer game, which they've never made. Yeah, they've barely made a, a game. Most of it's just kind of an interactive <laughs> movie. So, you know. <laughs> The point and click adventure is like a great fit for Star Wars because that's going back to like Lucas Games, but they're not going in that direction anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like they're not, they're not even playing to that strength of theirs, and mm. yeah, there's still certain things that uh, wouldn't want them to be involved in. So <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see what comes. Of that it, it is still kind of in in the rumor stage, so mm. um, time will tell on that one. Uh, and, yeah, go, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. I was I was looking at multiple platforms as well. Interestingly enough, uh, important to remember that Quantic Dreams no longer uh, publishes only for Sony. So if the oh, Star Wars have game they, have they expand? Oh, I guess they did PC, didn't they? They did PC for Detroit. So this Star Wars game presumably will be multi-platform for the first time. Weird. So you know that's that's another shift in in how they worked before. So yeah. you know expect this to be on everything that can run it. Hmm. Cool. Be cool. Um, going into more optimistic news, somewhat for for streamers, somewhat optimistic. Uh, Twitch ruled out, um, or Twitch announced this week that they have a new agreement um, regarding the uh, the end the National Music Publishers Association um, and all the copyright issues that they've been experiencing over the last you know year and a half or so since the pandemic started driving a lot of people to streaming. Um, they sent an email out to 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 streamers saying. Uh, as part of this agreement, we want to let you know that about a new process we are creating that participating music rights holders can opt into to report certain uses of their music, which is more flexible and forgiving to creators who inadvertently or in- incidentally use m- music in their streams. So it's going to allow like uh, the rights holders to opt in, which uh, is progress, especially since there are some cases where like the the creators of the games are like, this is just ridiculous that we can't let you stream this. Um, but uh, it might not be a perfect solution yet. It's just a start, it seems. Well, I mean, it, it's hard to say. Twitch is so so opaque in the things they do. It's really hard mm. to say if this is going to help anything or not. I think Twitch is a long way to go, and I don't think I don't think they know what they want to do because they are very much a strange entity that doesn't know if they want to be a content platform, a game mm. promotion platform, etc. What is your thoughts, Dana? <laughs> Yeah, you, you my thoughts Twitch. i have thoughts you um i don't know like i know this is an issue with streamers and stuff that have moved over to youtube um mxr i believe they they're called they had a bunch of their old videos taken down like hundreds of videos taken down Oof. that were fine before Right. and now aren't so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out when this kind of stuff is happening with twitch now mm-hmm. um yeah don't use other people's music i think is just maybe the, the good mm. call just just don't I, that's all i got <laughs> i want to put is- my stuff from twitch on youtube so that was i was already planning not to do that so, so. The, my, my question would be then like what if a game like you played fifa you played mm-hmm. like Oh, any of the any sports game, they have so much licensed music in there, and it's sometimes hard. And there are some games that allow for you to like check a box that says you're streaming mm-hmm. it, so it doesn't play licensed music. But most streamer mode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean Fortnite, you, even all their yeah. dances now are, are now you can go turn that off as well. Yeah. But then what? You can't use half your emotes and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I guess if you're streaming, you should be able to make the the changes you need to be allowed to yeah. stream. You know, Wait, but then they're, the they're going after Fortnite dances. Hey man, yeah. hey man. Oh boy, some sweet ones. But then the bizarre alternative to uh, not having music is what Square Enix was doing with Life is Strange in Guardians of the Galaxy, where they take out the music but don't put anything in. So I've seen various clips of Life is Strange, the the new game, True Colors, yeah. and there's definitely a music meant to be playing, and it's just these two characters da- dancing, and all you can hear is the sound effect, and it is <laughs> wild and weird. <laughs> Like, yeah, maybe, that is maybe not, they a, don't do that. not a solution. That, that seems is like just, a bad solution. 
that is just such a the music is such a part of that game <clears throat> right and uh yeah to take it out and but at, at the same time they've added a mode that lets like the audience like vote on this on the decisions you make so yeah. they've on one hand mm -hmm. catering to switch and then like dodging it with the other well, i mean i don't unless square enix wrote all its own songs that's the only thing they can do yeah yeah unfortunately uh, i guess they could there are rights to say uh streaming rights but then again twitch just blocks indiscriminately so that doesn't mm -hmm. help anything and even so for weird. small creators on on twitch uh it's hard to find royalty free music that twitch won't flag anyway like even yeah. if if it is labeled as royalty free free twitch might still come in and actually still uh label it as like hey like copyright infringement and it is a such a thorny complicated issue of like what is actually royalty free what does it work what what can you do on twitch in terms of music mm -hmm. and at, at this point it's like it's a free-for-all everyone does kind of what they believe best yeah, there's there's a few voices in, out in the streaming community saying that uh, this is a move to protect Twitch and and not the streamer. So well, the answer uh, is what Twitch would have to do would be if they got copyright striked, they'd have to give part of the money they'd earn on the ad revenue to the record labels, and they don't want to do that. Yeah, they they, they don't even they don't even really want to give it to the streamers themselves. Yeah, they, they really just want to keep all the money for themselves. So it's more of like, well, we're just gonna take your videos down because that way we don't need to stress about it and worry yeah. fortunate circumstances but um yeah moving on to a little more brighter news actually today later on uh another brilliantly timed dinner time uh conference for us on the <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh, nintendo is <laughs> nintendo is doing a somewhat surprise uh nintendo direct showing mm -hmm. it, uh, tonight um so since we are recording before that, we thought it'd be kind of fun to do some predictions, seeing this, this is probably the last direct of the year, and they're hyping up some stuff that's coming out this year, or, or before the end of the year. So any uh, any big predictions on what we'll see? Well, the we we knew a Switch, a Nintendo something was going to happen because they yeah. uh, the, they leaked a controller, uh, details for their controller. So people are already assuming that the N64 controllers are coming and that the N64 emulation is coming. So that's one thing that's kind of lock and, lock and loaded. Uh, Metroid Dread certainly will be here. In yeah, some form. Yeah. October. Yeah, that's, that's next one. That's the big, uh, the big release that they have now. And the OLED probably will feature, right? Yeah. So these three things we have kind of locked and loaded to go. Yeah, that makes sense. They're all coming out soon, are they not? Like the yeah. OLEDs. OLED is coming. Two weeks? Two weeks, and yeah. with uh, Metroid Dread, I think, right? Of course. Only two weeks away. Yes. So, sorry, I get, I get excited when, they, when, they, when, they, when Nintendo cares about Metroid. Um. <laughs> that's very rare. <laughs> that's, that. that's the way to Chris's heart, Nintendo is, caring about this Metroid. This is one of those things where you, you kind of have to take it when you get it. Um, yeah, N64 emulation would be nice because the Switch Online library is uh, it's different. They've, mm -hmm. Nintendo's had some great virtual consoles in the past, and the stuff they put on Switch Online is not quite to the same level. So it would be it would be nice if they expanded the offerings with that. Mm -hmm. um, one pretty much surefire thing is that we'll see the last character for Smash uh, because the deal, the the final character was supposed to be coming up by the end of the year. So unless that's changed, we should be probably the start of the show tonight. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I feel like that might also also be a Game Awards announcement because it's December. That's oh, true. Right? Sense, yeah. That's that's, that's true. kind of what I'm feeling with that. That's that's the like the last sort of place for it. Except for the, uh, the TGS is next weekend too. But yeah, Nintendo is not a TGS anyway. Really? No, they're not. They're never a TGS. That seems so weird to me. Nintendo seems all such the things to be there. They are. They they are the first company you see when you leave uh, when you're in the airport in Narita. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, shows what I know. <laughs> so it is very much Japanese company in essence. Game, Game Awards is a good point actually because that's when they did Sephiroth last year, and yeah. uh, oh, that's true. typically, typically they, they kind of like announce it and be like, "Yeah, he's we'll tell you all about him next week, and then he'll be out." So they did Joker for there. the Game Awards as well, the first DLC okay. character. So oh, yeah. I think it would be a nice way to bookend the announcements. I think could still happen tonight, but we'll see. Um, yeah, it's like. Pokemon's probably going to show up, I bet, because they're oh, yeah. one, one less push for that. Um, Although that's a Pokemon Direct, usually. 
Oh, that's right. There's they do a, have like it those has its ones. own yeah. private direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, yeah. the Pokemon yeah. company. I'm so yeah, out it's, the Pokemon, of... it's, it's the Pokemon company. Yeah, they're not owned by Nintendo. They just have a majority stake in the Pokemon company. Yeah. Is that how it works? Kind of. Yeah. They might as well own it, but yeah, I, th- I think they are. So, so I think they enough. will advertise it somehow, but I don't expect major reveals right now. That makes sense. Huh. The more you know. <laughs> could happen. They, they they do have to push it for the for the November release, so it could happen. I just want to um, stop. Did nobody hear Brendan sing just now? <laughs> Are we going to talk about that? No. no? All right. We're just going to move on. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think well, I blocked it out. Shin Megami Tensei might Tensei Five might be might be there because it's coming out in November. Yeah, that's kind of the last chance to push that yeah. majorly. Um, and yep. uh, they they have also Super Mario Party Superstars coming October 29th. That's, yeah, that ties true. into our sweet TV thing. Nobody. Oh, yes. Do you want to talk about that, cheap plug. No, no. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> you talk about yeah. it. You talk about <laughs> it. I don't want to talk about it. No, we got to do um, a segment for The List TV which mm. is, Brendan, you know more about what they actually are than I do. Um, basically, if YouTube list listicle things was a TV show. Mm-hmm. And it's all over the states, right? It's in every state. There's a few channels it's on in pretty much every state. And it's basically a, like a daytime show to kind of teach you things about lists of things. Lists of things. So yeah, we right. got to talk about uh, the top three family-friendly games to to jump into and uh mario party was one of them mm-hmm. as well as lego anything and minecraft so good times i'm on tv now guys yay you are and and on not just from me what <laughs> and on and youtube as well yeah and on youtube and on their site which is i think the list tv.com my face is everywhere it's, it's kind of funny how uh, how TV was undermined by YouTube, and now YouTube is going to TV. That's just yeah. an irony. Everything's moving backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of exciting stuff for you, Dana, uh, you got to, moving into review section here, you got to check out a uh, preview of Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, my that? top secret topic from last week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Um, it was a lot of fun. I ended up, I mean, you guys are all there at E3 when we watched the longest video ever and none it of us really <laughs> we're like okay we get it we're done like it's fine we're good um which kind of turned me off of the game but then the more i'm looking at it i'm like oh wait this is everything from every game that i've ever been completely obsessed with mm-hmm. i guess this might be the game for me guys <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh i was pretty excited it it reminds me a lot of mass effect um your relationship with your shipmates, your relationship with your ship, um, the way your choices affect one thing or another. Uh, the combat, I got my butt kicked. Like, I am not a play on hard gamer, but even when I bumped it down to easy, like, I was getting crushed. Now, mind you, we started in, like, chapter five of the game, so I didn't get all the, like, hey, this is how you do this. You just jumped in and went, well, what does this button do? <laughs> and figured it out. Um, but it was really cool. I liked uh, usually when I'm on a team and you're controlling your team, I ignore all their abilities and I just like destroy them on my own. That's not going to be an option in this game. And the team has some pretty cool stuff that they can do. And watching Drax throw barrels at people is very enjoyable. Um, now, is it similar to like Mass Effect type game or what is this most similar to? Literally said that. Okay. literally said that nobody listens to me yeah no i think i think it runs a lot like mass effect um that is i got very much those vibes mm-hmm. during it um like i said the way that anything you do affects everything else your relationship with your people you can you can piss them off you can make them happy the weirdest thing about it though is the huddle up so if you're in the middle mm-hmm. of combat and you like charge your bar you'll get an option to smash a button to huddle up and it will stop everything you're doing uh, you will be in a weird colored background and there's going to be words floating above everybody's heads. And uh, it's it's weird. So they'll talk and talk about, your team will talk about how they feel about the fight and then you have to respond to them. And it's, just, it's essentially like your big, you know, team speech. And if you get it right, like if you ag- agree with them or give the right answer, whatever that might be, um, you guys get a power up. So when you go back out into the fight, everybody looks like they're kind of 
covered in purple lightning and then star lords like playlists are going mm. so it's a little cheesy i don't know how i feel about it i love me a power up and i don't hate the music but the <laughs> stopping everything in the middle for like a go team moment is a little bit weird uh, do you, I, how long how long is the game supposed to be when it actually does launch i don't know okay. <laughs> no idea mm. i i played it for two and a half hours and i did very little if you explore this game it'll take you forever so well, i'm excited fine. to see what happens when the full mm. game comes out and like if there's any like after you beat the story if you can go back and do anything like that i'm excited mm -hmm. to see that Maybe. How did you find the how did you find the characterization? Because that's been that's been annoying to me in the trailers. I love the characters, I love the MCU films, but this was annoying to me. How did you find the characters? Because of how they look? Is that what you mean? Or just in general? The humor as well didn't land for me in any of the trailers. I, I don't think they they really worked for me in the trailers. Star Lord's not great. Um okay. I'll give you that. Works? Yeah, actually. No, no, no. Nor Nola North is going to be Rocket, I believe, in this. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Rocket, Drax, Groot, all that jazz is good. There was some some funny parts involving llamas. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> but God. I don't love Star-Lord. Uh, it seems really, like, kind of whiny, almost. Hmm. So that's not great for me. I was weirded out by the way they look, but that's, I guess, more true to the comics than the movie. It's supposed to be like a mashup of everything, but I'm used to the movies. So that's weird. But I think their their personalities are pretty on point. That was that was a big Otherwise. point people had with, with Avengers when it was first shown mm -hmm. up to you, right? Is that it wasn't the Marvel Cinematic Universe clones. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of like it when they go their own way, especially since like... You know, Marvel Spider-Man and Marvel Avengers, for what it's worth, in its story mode, did really good things with making their own lore that's like familiar. Like you can step into it and you can recognize things, but there's whole new like backstories that aren't, you know, that are that are brand new. So I I, I, I kind of got the vibe that this is going to do the same thing. I'm um, excited for it though. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, I... it generally looked really good. Like that Mass Effect turned to like eleven sort of gameplay, like you know, making mm -hmm. those decisions, and I mean. You, you have me at Mass Effect, but <laughs> yeah, that's I see now. Like you and I are both huge, huge Mass Effect fans, but probably in different ways. And now you're gonna play this and be like, "She's dumb." Like this is nothing like Mass Effect. All the, the trailer, I was like, "That's that's a Mass Effect thing, right?" Yeah, there. So. it very much is. I even had like Dragon Age vibe from it, just because the way you work with your team. But when I played, it wasn't so much that. But still, mm. like it's all my favorite things. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping the whole game, like beginning to end, is gonna crush it. Like you guys know me, I don't get. I don't, I'm not the game reviewer. I review some games, but I'm not like the, I need this game and I'm feeling like I need this game. So that says, that either says I'm set up for huge failure or something really good <laughs> is coming. So, well, so yeah. Plus, if you don't like the skins for like, or like look at the characters, there are different skins you can get too. Uh, I got Rocket a suit immediately. He oh looks yeah, I was, I was just looking up now. There's, that's a pre-order bonus. <laughs> we um, were dapper, let me tell you. Some of the can, costumes oh, are weird. Face. The, the preview gave you like one for each of them, but I think it looked like, I'm trying to do the math in my head, like there were maybe 12 or 15 outfits for each character. It doesn't really explain how you unlock them throughout the game, but it that's always fun for me. I'm a completionist. I like, I like collecting. And who doesn't yeah, like, want a dapper rocket? I mean, Marvel Avengers lets you kind of buy stuff, so like with with, with in-game currency. So like that's probably I imagine would be a similar scenario. Oh, maybe. Oh, I don't want to do that. I just we'll we'll, we'll 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 find out soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's only a month away, I think, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah I'm excited. Soon. I'm excited. I'm never excited. What a day. <laughs> and what a what a good time to be a Marvel fan as well with Guardians, with Midnight Suns, with Spider-Man Two, with Wolverine yeah. coming out. It's a, it's a really good time. Yeah, definitely. When is that? When is when's that? I thought that was twenty twenty two. Is that right? Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, undated Wolverine okay. is. We don't know. Spider-Man. It's not two was, There's not much going yeah. on there yet. Yeah, Spider-Man Two is twenty twenty three. Uh, Midnight Suns is March twenty twenty two. Okay. And yeah, that's kind of it in, in terms of like what we know. So Guardians now, Midnight Suns, March, and then Spidey in 2023. Okay, and, so we have a little bit to go. And yeah. don't forget Spider-Man. Are you our human Avengers, calendar? Sony players. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess them. 
we're keeping Ed around just so he can tell us what's happening and when (laughs) you are our our human calendar now (laughs) it could be in front of me and I wouldn't have said it that smoothly (laughs) I'm actually impressed Ed good job thank you Um, Uh, Brendan uh, what what were you checking out this week um, I built cases (laughs) so I got to try the new NZXT uh, uh, 510 Flow which is the new version of their 510 that has a full mesh front, really kind of designed to kind of push airflow airflow through your systems. Even if you're if you're running a liquid cooled system or if you're running an air cooled system, it just allows more flow, uh, airflow through that the parts that let your system stay nice and frosty. Uh, I tried it with a I tried it with a just an AMD CPU because those things do run a little hot, and even then I was never most of what i was doing i never broke 30 degrees celsius which for anyone that does not know pc building is good because most uh, like cpus are rated at about uh, 50 to 60 uh, degrees celsius so that means you have more leg room and leeway to uh do some overclocking if you so choose so that's fun that's actually i've been monitoring my temperature this week for a a different nzxt review in progress and uh, that sounds phenomenal actually (laughs) staying below 30 uh, so I'm also reviewing the Kraken. I, I reviewed the Kraken all-in-one big cooler with 240 millimeter fans. And that thing with, combined with the 510 flow really did keep things cool. It also, they, they looked like they were designed to go together. Weird, two things from the same company looking like they fit together. How <laughs> odd. It's as if someone designed that, but that's impossible. Uh, but it all worked really well. It all felt like it all worked together really well. And I was impressed with how easy it was all to install. Uh, the 510 really makes installing massive radiators, even in the tight space, easy. I was a little sad that some of the boards we had, even though they were technically rated for the size, but because they have overhang or something else, NZXT does not give much leeway for any odd-shaped boards or anything like that. So you might want to double-check, even if it's the right technical size it might have a little bit of overhang a little bit of weird extra stuff that makes it not quite fit so just double check that stuff but beyond that i really was impressed and i think it's 109 dollars american so that's a solid price it's a great case nice tampered glass side it all looks good yeah it looks really slick when it's all put together they have some sharp cases i gotta say Uh, yeah i I like the simple like clean lines they deliver I mean, I do like my case looking like a space alien or a dragon, but also <laughs> like a weird box from the future is also cool. Yeah, there's there's, there's two kinds of PC builders, I think. Is the, there's the dragons and there's the uh, minimalists. <laughs> yeah. NZXT definitely hits the minimalists. Everything they have, like their coolers, they all have like matte colors, like black or white. Their like purple, like highlights really work. Their lighting was really subtle. It all works. It looks futuristic without being gaudy and i think that's something that some people like and other people as you mentioned like just having a giant monstrosity that glows on every single front and looks like it's vomiting rainbows either <laughs> one's good there's room I for like both. rainbows i love rainbows <laughs> that's all i'm here for is to just be like it looks pretty when it comes like to PCs, just, it looks great. <laughs> I have a light up controller now that needs to be lighting up for absolutely no reason. It's good times. <laughs> it's good. Times. Are you talk about that? I, I can. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh God. So I'm I'm looking at the uh, Wolverine V2 Chroma uh, okay. Xbox controller from Razer, and uh, it's. It's very clicky, and I'm very happy. <laughs> um, it's nice. I'm, I'm actually half happy. There's there's some buttons and places that I don't love. If you don't, if you are a normal sized human, it's very uncomfortable to reach some of the extra buttons on the back. Um, and you know it's wired, but I guess I can't hold mm. that against it. Uh, but it's nice. You can go in and like program your sweet chroma lights mm-hmm. for no reason that don't need to be there. But mine are definitely teal and magenta. There's no reason, <laughs> but it makes me happy. It breathes in and out. Life is good, but well, uh, it reason. feels really good. My my six year old picked it up and went, oh, that feels so nice. And then he picks up his like Switch Pro controller. He's like, this one makes me sweaty and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, well, sorry, bud. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Review from a six year old. We're done. Done. But you can't yeah. really put it in any clearer terms than that. Yeah, this one makes me sweaty. This one is not. <laughs> so oh, there, there we are. 
All right, Chris, what do you got going on? Uh, so yeah, last week I, I mentioned I was watching Star Wars Visions, and uh, that's out now, so that's that's fun. Um, that is was that pretty, the anime pretty, one. It is. It's it's yeah. It's like the Animatrix for Star Wars, essentially. Okay. Um, or mm-hmm. although I think Animatrix actually had sort of a bearing on the overall plot, and yeah, yeah, it did. This absolutely does not. None, none of it is tied to any particular storyline except for like one that has Boba Fett and Jabba in it and mm-hmm. uh, others have like Imperial people in them but you know, it's, it's it's all standalone please come to it with an open mind because there is some wild stuff in there but uh, that's out and people seem to be enjoying it so that's fun uh, the other thing I reviewed this week was uh, a new adventure for D&D 5th edition called The Wild, but the Wild Beyond the Witchlight uh, which was actually quite a fun adventure to read through um, it's kind of it's they're bringing the Feywild realm to D and D for this version of the game for the first time, which is basically like a like a separate realm, mm-hmm. like think think Thor mythology and uh, in the MCU with like the, the different realms. The Feywild is like that, but it's like all the forest creatures and like fairy tale type stuff. Um, so it's it starts out with 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 the carnival, then you get to go into the Feywild and yeah, just a really well built uh, adventure. Having read quite a few adventures from D and D, this one. It's really well laid out and uh, really sounds like a lot of fun to, to actually find. And I'm looking forward to actually getting a group together and, and running it. So big endorsement there. Uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, though, <laughs> uh, Ed, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing FIFA 22. So I played the trial version on EA Play. And I'm sad to report it's just more FIFA, simply more FIFA. I think mm. we kind of expect this out of sports titles every year, but this time it really feels like it's it's kind of the same. I maybe if you like had me play FIFA 21, FIFA 22. By the way, I'm playing on PS5, which is relevant. Yeah. I'll explain why. Uh, I think I might be able to to you know look at some differences, but like at face value, FIFA 22 just feels like some extra fluff added, but mostly FIFA 21. They've made improvements to Volta Football, which is the futsal slash FIFA. St- FIFA Street replacement, that's not very good that people right. don't play anyway. So that's the main mode they seem to be pushing. There's a um, cutscene with Thierry Henry and Kylian Mbappe and David Beckham at the beginning. And you're meant to be playing Volta. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't I don't think EA really understands w- what people want to play, and which is Ultimate Team. And in terms of Ultimate Team as well, no additions that I can tell. Last year, they've added Stadium TIFO, Stadium Anthems, uh, Stadium Banners, uh, customization for stadiums mostly, and nothing else. Now they've made just you know smaller tweaks to Division Rivals, to stuff like that. But even in terms of the actual core gameplay, I've played maybe four or, four or five hours of it. Right. It's really hard to realize what's different about it. Uh, and with FIFA 21, we made the transition from, uh, you know, last gen to current gen to PS5 in my case. Mm-hmm. And I liked the, uh, I liked using the dual sense for it because the triggers locked when, uh, when players were out of like, um, sprint capacity or like were fatigued and stuff like that. So that was fun, but feels like with FIFA 22, that kind of like, um, toned it down a bit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I kind of liked it. I don't know. Like other differences i other like new interesting things i i saw about it were like they added a new playtime feature so you can actually monitor your playtime in the game you can uh, restrict yourself you can set limits for yourself kind of parental controls but baked inside of fifa which i thought was interesting how, how does uh, that work like it makes so it so you basically stop it so you stop it from playing too much or you stop certain aspects of the game is that how it works uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, so you there's a you go to settings, you go to playtime, and then you can actually like say, okay, well, I want to play. I'm aiming to play ten hours of FIFA a week, and right. so like, what's your daily limit, right? And how how will you reach those ten hours a, a week? So you can set limits for daily limits, limits for weeks and stuff like that. Haven't really messed with it because you know I I don't want to have a limit on how I play FIFA, but I suppose that is good for parents especially. There's no limit, obviously, to spending money, which I thought was interesting. If you if you uh, concerned about uh, you know setting limits. There's only limits on playtime, from what I saw. So that yeah. that was that was interesting. But I mean, uh, you'd think um, EA would do, want to do something because they are having such bad PR related to the fact right. that yeah. so many people are like, I spent my college tuition on FIFA and now I'm broke. Right. 
<laughs> so so whereas whereas it is right that people spend way too much time playing FIFA just in general. Right. And they've also tweaked in division in uh, FIFA Ultimate Team. They've tweaked uh, with the weekend league and how you qualify for it. So it is a bit more lax. You don't have to play it daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more suited for you know casual players as well. Uh, and a different change again in terms of like buying um, buying stuff in the game. They now let you know the odds of you getting a particular like set of players. I think like that's only still in particular countries. I know Belgium had was really uh, yeah, Belgium was really adamant on it when they lost and FIFA and EA lost the lawsuit in in the Belgian court. So now you kind of get a preview of what you can expect from every single pack, which was also in FIFA 21. But yeah, I don't know. And even in terms of next gen upgrades. The one that they seem to like really like go ahead in terms of marketing is advanced eleven versus eleven match capture technology, right? Which supposedly adds four thousand new informed animations, but I don't, I really don't feel it. Uh, it's still a game dominated by pace, by how fast your players are. I, I don't know. To me, it really seems like it is just a a new iteration of the game. And it is interesting, again, in light of like uh, PS, which rebranded to eFootball, which is now releasing one game, one bare bones game, which they seem to be updating every year. I'm, I'm increasingly of the opinion that maybe FIFA should do this as well, but it makes money every year. People buy it every year. So why should they? Hmm. Fair enough. If they could find a way to make people pay that much money every year, I think they, could, they would move to that platform. But <laughs> it's, it's right. hard to turn down that like $90 installment every year. Right. And yeah, as always with FIFA, you can uh, use EA Play to play it early. The game officially launches on October 1st, but with the Play Pro trial, play, no, actually just simple play, you can play now if you subscribe to EA Play for one pound, in my case, a month. Mm -hmm. And then if you pre order the Ultimate Edition, you can play it a few days early as well. And you get some extra bonuses, some extra players, and stuff like that if you care about stuff like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I described it before we recorded as like uh, going to Disneyland and seeing people that uh, stayed in the hotels entering the park at 7.50 and then you enter the park at 8. That's kind of the advantage of like, well, you get to play around for a bit longer. You get to to form your team, which can make, you know, can make for a big advantage when you actually start playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played against a bunch of people online last night and people already have monstrous teams. So like if you if you really care about like getting in day one, now is the time to to do so. You'd be getting oh. the day zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kinda of like with fighting games where like you really have to be part of like the, the first few days and then keep at it if you really want to be competitive. Oh, oh there you go. That's a that's a whole other issue right there. <laughs> there's, there's a few things wrong with that, but uh, we'll uh, we'll move on because <laughs> that's not going to change anytime soon. Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of what we've been reviewing and checking out uh, behind the scenes this week. But uh, what have you guys been checking out in your uh, in your own time? I'll go since no one's talking. Um, <laughs> we all know what I'm about to say. It's going to be Fortnite. It's going to be Fortnite. I'm working my way through the season and it's super weird and they changed everything and I'm feeling like an old lady and I'm mad at it. That's all I Did they changed everything? What did they, they change? They changed the way that you gain XP. So it used to just be like, here are your challenges, finish them, you get experience and like you get experience for playing as well. Um, but now every mission you complete, you get gold and you have to complete all the missions for a certain character because there's uh, NPCs all over the map now. So for each one, I think it's like five. And you have to complete five of their missions. Number one, you have to find their missions. You have to wait until you get their missions. So like you don't actually get the XP until you complete that block. You get some, but not near as much. And I'm finding that I'm leveling up way slower. And with hmm. the last season, like I barely finish the battle pass because I don't play mm-hmm. near as much as I used to. So I'm a little concerned that like, I might not make it this year. My six-year-old's already kicking my butt. <laughs> he told me he would beat me a hundred times. So naturally I'm going to have to go into creative and kick his butt soon and make him cry. He needs to learn. He needs to learn. <laughs> hey, you don't get lippy until he called me a noob. And then he said, oh, well, no, you're like kind of a pro noob. <laughs> 
I got called a pro noob after that. So he needs to be put in his place. We need to be called the noob by somebody that you made. Yeah, I created you. (laughs) Don't get to do that. You wouldn't have those thumbs if it wasn't for me. (laughs) But I will unmake you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm liking like the the skins and stuff this season better. Um a lot of the stuff they took from last season that's that's still pretty similar. But yeah, it's it's cool. I'm digging it. What's they, the they, new they, season? Because they have Carnage just on the on the poster. But I actually haven't even there? seen that yet. So Carnage? But I mean Carnage is one of the, the skins, but there's also something in the game that you can like go and get Carnaged whatever however oh. you want to put that oh but like i don't know what it is yet i haven't seen it and my son ran over he's like oh carnage is over here and i thought he met a character and then all of a sudden he had a weird back thing and i'm like oh what how oh, did this happen what? like i'm sitting beside you and i missed that <laughs> so apparently <laughs> you can do that somewhere that, um, see, l- last year they got me with the with the mandalorian thing and i, I actually went and played it for like a couple matches and i spent money on the damn battle pass and i haven't touched it since because oh, of no. mandalorian Oh, now no. they're gonna get me again with that. They got you. They got you. Yeah, it's uh, the the carnage is the big one. Uh, I don't know what the secret skin is yet. So last uh, last season it was Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of mechanics from previous seasons in this season. So uh, you heard Jordan mentioned before that Kevin the Cube is back, and he's got a whole bunch of little baby Kevins. So you can like turn into this little ghost thing again that you were able to do a couple seasons is Kevin ago. Kevin bad? Do we Kevin... not like Kevin? No, Kevin's great. I don't okay. actually know what the deal with Kevin is, but we like Kevin. But right now, if you jump on Kevin, he gets mad at you. So I mean, that's don't jump on Kevin. Be nice to Kevin, and Kevin's <laughs> little little poop babies will send you flying across the map. That's all I got. Okay, maybe I'm not going back to Fortnite. No, they're great. They're little tiny Kevins, and they can make you fly. Um, so they're they're mixing like we've got the animals and the uh, weapon creation from the last couple seasons, and mm-hmm. so it's they're kind of putting a whole bunch in one space. I need some new areas on the map. They're just like keeping the same area but changing the name, and I'm like, that's not. Now I don't know what it's called, but it's the same place. I don't like it, but it's it's good. I'm liking it. Cool. Stressing me out. Why is it stressing me out? <laughs> because it's changed and I'm 100. That, I got settled in my Fortnite ways. Now I got to learn new things. I don't know. I don't know. That Who else? I, I'll, I've also been playing the same thing I was playing last week. I was still on Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, that's a lot of fun. There was a actually there was another uh, big memorial event that players put together. One, mm-hmm. one of the voice actors died. Um, Someone who voiced a, a, vo- a character in the second expansion, or first expansion, sorry, and they had a big vigil outside, you know, the place where that character lives. So that's kind of neat. Um, but I've actually, this is kind of something we don't talk about a lot, but I've actually been reading comics recently. So I've been trying to catch up on Amazing Spider Man a little bit because they're oh. doing the big issue 75 uh, next month and they're bringing back Ben Riley, uh, Peter Parker's clone. Cool. Like that was, that was when I started reading comics, was when Spider Man was doing the whole clone saga. And for a while, mm-hmm. Peter Parker wasn't Spider-Man and Ben Riley was and all this stuff. So like they, they got me with that. I was like, I, okay, I, I got to dive back in and check it out. But I have no idea what's going on in the sinister war thing they've got going on. So I, I read four issues and I have no idea what I just read, but it's fun. Hey, Brendan, you're just, anything? I am not, but I, I I'm know. still kind of finishing up from TIFF. Um, had a lot of TIFF watching movies kind of going on. Uh, just finished. I'm the last of the review should be going up this week or early next. And there's some good stuff. I think uh, Tiff was solid this year. It was interesting to see the kind of the hybrid digital in-person event. Uh, seems some of the films like leaked online. That's probably bad, but hopefully they do it again next year with less of that, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, some good movies. Um, speaking of leaks, actually, uh, Nintendo Direct leaks. We have some titles leaked ahead of the show oh well, would we be interested in covering them now i mean might as well go 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 uh but, but, so uh, this will be totally knows totally news anyway so it's so so if the if the podcast comes out after the show anyway so there's a new kirby game leaked supposedly there's a few articles on it uh, uh translated from japanese to kirby's dreamland discovery added for early 2022 well, that's, so that's one and uh, the schedule leaked as well. Bayonetta 3, Splatoon 3, and the sequel to Breath of the Wild supposedly launching next year. Oh, so, this is, 
so this is what we know as of right now, I think. But I will be checking for more leaks. Interesting yeah, cool. if they do show Breath of the Wild, because I, I figured they wouldn't, because um, they're focusing mm-hmm. on stuff that's coming out this year. They they might still not do it, but they might just place it in their calendar, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, it could be just hiding in there. As one does. New Kirby's interesting, though. That's uh, haven't seen a new entry for that in a while. I mean, they they always bring up Kirby, and like Nintendo really seems to like Kirby. They always bring it up in like... Mm-hmm. If there's any event, they're like, oh, and Kirby's here, I guess. So they really do push <laughs> Kirby whenever they can, mm. for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, maybe they really like pink fluff balls. Also, probably the merchandising is probably great. That's got to be a factor for sure. I mean, yeah, like I, I loved Kirby's Adventure on the NES, and nothing since then has really grabbed me the same way, except for the one on DS where you had to like draw the pass for him. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a thing. Canvas Curse or something like that, yeah. Like Kirby's Adventure is like an all-time favorite NES game for me. Like one of my favorite games probably ever if you made the list. But everything else since has just been like, yeah, this isn't really, I don't really want this. Yeah, I yeah. don't blame you. Uh, more leaks, apparently. So this oh, winter wow. will, 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 yeah, will have Battle Spirits Connected Butlers. I don't know what that means. What? From a company called Furyu. So that's this winter. Mm-hmm. And in spring, uh, early spring, we have Asuka Tenki by Idea Factory. Also don't know what that means. What is Idea Factory done? I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I'm looking it up right now. They do. Oh, the Hyperdimension Neptunia games. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you know those weird, weird games where busty women represent different consoles. Yeah, and they did Mugen Souls and Spectral Souls and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, lots of very anime as hell games. Mm. Of course. Oh, yeah, I, I, actually, anime speaking games. of uh, anime as health, um, maybe there's a possibility of something Persona related. We're getting really close to some kind of Persona drop. Yeah. Between this week and uh, the TGS next week, there should be something. Because they've revealed uh, the calendar for announcements for the next few years. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling, not feeling super positive for today. I don't think so. Yeah. Persona 4 Golden on Switch. That's all. Just please. <laughs> Try it would be wonderful. But... They released that for a PC at one point. That was they, have, they did last summer, Steam, yeah. And yeah. It, it broke it broke sales on Steam. And mm-hmm. you know about the Lost Judgment thing about like the so the face actor for Lost for the character for the protagonist in Lost and Judgment and Lost Judgment apparently is like uh, contracted by this agency that doesn't allow Atlas Sega Atlas to publish games on Steam. And because that is of so for- weird. Yes, and because of Persona 4 Golden success, Atlas was were like, okay, well, maybe we should publish more games on PC. And because of these, because of their success on PC, and because yeah. with a guy on Lost Judgment, he's contracted, do not publish games on PC. They might remove the face or change characters for the next few games in, in the Judgment series, which supposedly will continue, right? Even after more, Lost Judgment. More importantly, I have a question. How yeah. is that a rule of your agency? Yeah, you can't publish on PC. I, I don't know. Why is that a rule? Everything flies. <laughs> Everything flies. So strange. So strange. Yeah, like J- Japanese actors should not be yeah. like uh, used. I think sometimes like for fa- Which face is, things like yeah. this because like Gact, uh, the the Japanese pop star Gact. Uh, yeah. I hate saying that name all that. He is complicating issues with doing uh, like the Final Fantasy VII remake or the Final Fantasy VII compilation games because he's like his actual full on likeness is in those games and it's apparently made things complicated for and they want rules pop stars and yeah and have all the power in the world well, i'm reading here from the actual company called johnny's so it says here johnny's has a very strict policy over the images of his celebrities and only some of that images are online johnny's does not want their talent portraits at a pc platform that is not a game console platform and connects directly to the internet oh so, so in other thinking- words they don't want they don't want it so they can like take Photoshop and all that other stuff, putting their right, but also mod, right? So I think if okay. you have you, if you have a character model in in a PC game on Steam, for example, mm. you can you can access the files, mod mod it, and then I don't know, do whatever you want with it, right? So like, I mean, there's so many mods for different games where they're like serious moments. They're like, now they're in a big dominatrix outfit because right, of right. course they are, right? <laughs> because the internet, is that's yeah. <laughs> Strange. Yeah, that, that oh, that's yeah. actually a legitimate reason, I think. But yeah. Uh, yeah. if people want to do that, they can they can do that with any software. I think by this point, like yeah. like eventually they can crack any software to do that. So uh, like, it's really just a stopgap. But anyways, I think on that note, actually, uh, that's probably gonna do it for us this week. Um, cool. 
Hold on a sec. Uh, if you like to read more on these topics uh, and more, you can find full coverage at CGM, cgmagonline.com. Be sure to follow up CG Magazine on all the socials. Just search for CG Mag. And uh, if you've enjoyed today's discussion, uh, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes or your podcast service of choice or telling your friends. Uh, thanks for, for joining us this week, uh, Ed. Uh, where can, where can people you. find you? Uh, people find, can find me on Twitter at uh, Edward Gafton. So, yes, and even if you Google my name, actually, that, that will work. <laughs> and do you have any work you're working on that people can look up soon? Oh, no, actually, I, I just moved. I just graduated. So currently I'm still figuring out. But I, yeah, expect my FIFA 22 review. Hey. Uh, so, right, you know, I'm going to plug my own work for CG Magazine. Yeah, expect my FIFA 22 review to come out cool. soon. And then awesome. they can expect to hear all your exciting exploits of being a graduate in game theory and stuff. It's game, yeah. what, is, what, it's, what, is, what are you studying? So we can get that. Right. I did uh, comparative literature and I did a dissertation on interactive fiction. So, awesome. Yeah. Right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dana, where can, we, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at, at Kalena, C A H L A Y N A, on that's Instagram, I guess, Facebook, and Twitter. And Brendan. Uh, I'm bfry26 on literally everything because I am lazy and I'm not original. That's that's, that's good branding. That's good branding. branding. Yeah, yeah exactly. even on TikTok. Just saying. Yeah, don't look <laughs> at me on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> on the TikTok. That's how you know it's going to be good. On don't tell people how I live, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Hoogathy, that's H-O-O-G-A-T-H-Y, or as well on Twitch at Guild2Taps, because I've don't. Uh, i got a separate brand going, I guess. Uh, yeah, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next week. 